Okay. It is Friday, August 4th, 2023, 3.19 p.m. Central Time. I'm about to go on a bike ride. Um, and try to use this particular bike ride as a... What do you want to call it? A, um, a personalized explainer. Um, I am going to try and meet Ian on his level, which is to say that I'm going to try to explain the elements of running the bug to Ian while emulating Ian by, uh, by riding a bike and having one AirPod in. Um, so a double up. Um, <clears throat> this is also an excuse for me to try out some birthday present cycling gear. Um, and an even more excuse because I noticed in the schedule that we're just a couple weeks away, or I guess not this weekend, but, um, in the following couple of shows between a fight night and contender in Vegas that we will get, we will get some new experiences for folks. We're going to learn how the fucking bug works. And, uh, I would just, I would very much like to demystify it in advance as much as possible. Set some, uh, some structure to what, what is the, the learning curve. Cause I think there are just a couple elements that are really, um, experience exclusive. Like you do kind of like, there's just if you just worked a couple fights or even like literally like whole nights of whole fights, you may, it really does take maybe, I mean, it takes different shit going wrong to have, you know, to have the experience of resolving it. And thankfully shit doesn't always go wrong. Like we can have one, two, five fights without certain problems arising. And a lot of times those problems are getting, if they're a bug, if they're a bug bug, um, they're not, they're not like permanent problems. A lot of times they are things that we can update out of being an issue or protect ourselves better, or just like learn a standard operating procedure. Like there was an issue with the, uh, the clock at venues disconnecting from the NUX in the truck that seems to have been resolved by just making sure you do like a restart day of couple hours before show just making sure everything's got like I think it was just like an expired IP thing or some something where a restart totally cleaned it up um, for both the way the machines operate and um, and connect to one another so yeah things like that where like you don't you don't notice the problems that have already happened because they have been tended to but a lot of those problems have only been tended to with like a procedure that isn't written down anywhere. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do is like not write it all down because I truly don't know if I could or if anyone can. Um, it certainly has been proven to be a hard thing to get people who do it to explain it. Um, and why that is, we're, you know, we're, we're just going to give benefit of the doubt and say that a good portion of that is due to the fact that it is hard to write these things down, um, and that it's best and easiest, unfortunately, or at least like current 
current structure of how people gain access to this fucking hidden knowledge or whatever um, is through actually just doing the dang thing and figuring out how the how the flow of stuff works. Um, and it, to my mind, the easiest way to get someone from zero to understanding how the flow of something works is to help give a little bit of structure to as you jump in to where you can as quickly as possible sort of orient yourself and find what works for you to keep the various plates spinning because there are several plates there are things that you just kind of have to keep in mind while you're doing this thing and if you're too focused on other elements let's say you know like the classic example is just like watching tv like you are just too invested in the fights themselves there's a certain degree of you know backlash to that um not like severe but it's just an example one of several where like if you hyper fixate on any one element you might not be catching the things that are expected of you or more importantly just like might be over exerting yourself when there's there's a happy medium like i will not pretend at all to be the best at um at the stat selling and the like understanding like the exactness of like the how the scoring system and the, the stats we get in real time works for fight purposes um i don't know that i like i truly like as i'm watching a fight i i guess i i would say that i abstract from it like pretty far like i don't i don't really engage in too much of like I will I will register when there's something exciting that happens like uh, a big combo or a takedown or something and there are there are aspects of the fights that I have learned to uh, to let like raise my attention level I'll say like particularly takedowns like I said or really any like anything that is is getting talked about by producers or talent especially like, you know, there's, there's things you key in on that are like, okay, this fight is happening in this particular way. I should do this job in this way at this moment. That is, is like something that no one's going to ask of you in particular and, and is not going to necessarily always come up because sometimes fights are fucking boring. Or at least there are fights that are perfectly adequate that are just simply hard to use stats on because of ele- of things that have nothing to do with like um, the you know the aspect like let's say head strikes is like the story of the fight like this one fighter is just landing head strike after head strike after head strike and they're devastating and it's like one fighter has a tremendous amount of head strikes there's there's something to be said for like you could do like a head body leg and show like the comparison of how like how heavy they are in head strikes compared to other spots and and like or maybe you just do a single stat just for them of head strikes um but let's say that like yeah the uh like if if there's something clear like that there's a avenue to get there um but like there's just as many aspects to a fight that like if you show if you show uh, total strikes at a given moment 
in, let's say, the fight feels really one-sided. Like, you can tell there's one fighter who's clearly outpacing or whatever, but because of something, some fluke in the scoring, not fluke, but just like a, an aspect of how things get scored or whatever, like, the stats can sometimes not bear that out. Like, so every, every standing strike that is landed is considered a significant strike. And so you can have two fighters who are output-wise completely different, where one person's strikes are hitting harder or hit, hitting, like, in combos, and another person who's just, like, picking off these little tiny jabs that don't really seem to do anything. And to the mind of the person watching at home, the, the fighter who is landing the heavy ones has landed more significant strikes. Significant strikes does not bear that out all the time. Sometimes it's like these two are neck and neck in strikes, despite the fact that there's clearly someone whose strikes are doing more or otherwise like winning the fight. Um, and so like, just want, want you to think about stats in those terms of like, they are an, a story additive that is not always needed or is not always like going to be additive. Um, because sometimes, you know, a fight's just exciting and like, you don't really need someone to like highlight exactly what it is. And sometimes you do. Sometimes it's like, holy shit, this has been a domination. This guy's landed 45 leg kicks in round number three. Like that's, how is this man still have shins? Blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, and, and like the, the, the core isn't when certain numbers get to certain points. It's not when, um, a, a fight happens in, like there's no hard rules because it is, about telling the story to the audience, thinking about like the people who are watching this in a bar that doesn't have the sound on for that fight and like, or just like the people at home who are, are like discussing in their pay-per-view meetup group, whatever the fuck, <clears throat> whatever the fuck, uh, putting together the, like those little things that like underline, circle, emphasize, uh, what's happening in the fight to the audience and then potentially is also fodder to throw into the commentator's, like, bin, you know? Cause, and, and that's an important element to hold on to as well because when you think about stats, there are times when it's just like, it's a takedown, it's, it's, the, it's the third of five attempts, that's a, that's a worthy thing. If they're still on the ground when that takedown populates, you are firing that right away. Um, like by pinging the producer and saying that's three out of five takedowns I got it something like that that's three out of five takedowns ready ready with it like something that lets them know that they have you have seen the number change to the right number of takedowns which again is why takedowns is one of those like trigger moments of like oh now I need my eyes need to find the takedown stat and I need to watch it like a hawk to see that attempted and then takedowns landed update like usually one after the other takes a couple seconds um so there is like a little bit of a delay where sometimes the takedown happens and then they get right back up so fast that at that point to say that's i mean maybe if it's still what their commentators are talking about it would still be worth firing um but again that's not your call that's the producer's call so you make sure that you see it as soon as it happens see it populate and then just like, that is a perfect moment to go, hey, three out of five takedowns. And here's the deal. Even if they're on the ground, even if it tells a story, even if it's like super fucking critical 
info in that moment, even if it's the fucking stat that explains why the judges are going to go the way that they're going, and you're just like, unassailable, this is, this is of significance in that given moment, and would, would paint the perfect picture, and you can see it because it's where you're sitting. Um, the, I, I think the most important thing to learn about the bug is not how to sell the perfect stat uh, by spotting the perfect stat. It's to sell the perfect stat by spotting the moments when the perfect stat will will get to air without without question. Um, the where the selling of it is simple as Lappy, I've got ha, Lappy. How about a head, body, leg to end the round? Like Bing, Bang, Boom. They've got the space. It's ninety seconds left in the round. It doesn't look like it's going to go to a finish. There. There's not a fucking pock on the screen or a coach's cam or all the millions of other things they've been discussing throughout the round because for them, like, the actual, like, bing-bang-boom of punching is getting measured by somebody else and the, the like, element that lives on, on the screen without anybody talking about it is ours and everything else gets, gets chatted about a whole lot more. And so holding in your, your mind both the storytelling aspect and the fact that like we are we are just but one of the many voices that is being mixed into the producer's ear and in order to get stuff like a good stat sold you you got to you got to be able to not just tell what's a good stat but also when they're when they're like not engaged in an active other conversation enough to where like you can ping and those are you know those are microcosmic conversations, but they do, like, they do pull focus. Like, if they're talking to talent, if they're talking about removing elements, if they're talking about, um, like, you know, if they're talking about traffic or whatever, or um, sponsorships, um, w- what the what the like number of Jimmy John's like QR code pop up tombstones has been and whether they've they've gotten that element out of the show um talking to replay about what uh the combo taking them to break will be literally like counting to break in time with the ad um in order to make sure everyone who's got to listen to them talk all night can hear that they're about to go to a break um even if you know and and all these elements are like some of them are, are hard to, to keep out of the, the din of, of like there being so many voices in your ear and so much of what they're talking about doesn't directly pertain to you. Um, and if you ask me, the, like, the healthiest part of, of my approach to this job is how much I have uh fine-tuned my tuning out um but then it's also it's it's a it's not an exact science and so i i don't i a don't always feel like anybody can really tell anybody else how to spend their attention points you know like we're all we're all on our own little journeys with um being people who did or did not get diagnosed with adhd and now have a smartphone plastered to them that, uh, you know, it makes attention a challenging game. 
Um, I will say that I don't really look at my phone or... Uh, or any, any like, other sources of shit while fights are happening. Um, and that might be weird compared to my compatriots. I do, I mean, I will, I'll have Discord up. But I'm certainly not, like, hardcore... Uh, scroll, like, I don't, I don't engage in, like, other topics, basically. I'm not, I'm not on Reddit in the middle of, of those fights, even though there's a lot of downtime, um, because I'm listening, like, I, and, and I would say that the thing that, in the way that I think a lot of people who work in sports are so engaged in the sport aspects, obviously, um, pretty engaging, pretty central to the whole thing. And, um, like, but that's what's interesting to them about what's going on that keeps them engaged in what they're doing is, um, is being tuned into that or, and then the people who are like a little less tuned into that can somehow keep themselves mildly engaged in their work while I've seen people, you know, watching baseball games, uh, during during certain parts of uh, of of the slow parts of fights, uh, there's you know there is there is in I think a lot of successful like control room side TV people a switch that like their attention can just be divided and and flipped on and off in a way that like it's probably yeah is is how people function in the weird comms like there is I'm not using this word facetiously the arrangement of a a communication system like the intercom system for a TV broadcast is is a matrix like it is an actual series of like you know an array of uh of various connection points that is laid out in a matrix so you are you are literally hearing the matrix. Uh, you it, it is the dad joke to make, and so it's it is a fire hose. Thankfully, because I'm just talking to Ian right now, a lot of that stuff is obvious because you've been listening to comms from the LED seat for so long that you probably have gotten at least the 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 I you understand fully that there is no is no turning off the fire hose. Like there's just a lot of talking. People are chatting to a bunch of people that are not you. Um, and I guess the biggest thing that I would want to focus on with you, Ian, in particular is identifying what things do matter and also just like how to be successful in the unfortunately necessary, like I won't say posturing because the control room is, is not, you don't have to like, I just simply don't engage in a lot of the, uh, the like off mic bullshitting that, uh, that other people use to, to get through a seven hour event plus rehearsals and blah, blah, blah. So I can't really speak to all those aspects, but, um, but I will, I will say that there is a similar bullshitting being, you know, like you're literally out of sight. So you have to be in mind in order to, like, you have to be in presence in people's ears regularly enough that they don't fucking ignore you because they're 
brains are tuned to ignore all these other excess sounds when they're like still in their ear, but they're talking to one group of people um, or one person um, or a lot of people like, you know, and, and all of those, all those little sudden communication shifts are in my mind, very much like the, the key to recognizing when the, producer is most of interested in hearing a stat being sold which increases the chances it will actually get on screen and save you from uh, expending a ton of energy on uh, you know stats that might look cool but aren't right for that moment for whatever reason um, and how to how to like stack your priorities so that you're not like exhausted by aspects of the the like fire hose of it all that are not necessary to like fill your brain with um like you're literally staring at a huge screen covered in numbers and basically just need to get like what what it feels like you need to do is get really good at looking at that page and recognizing where the good stuff is like it's some sort of like stonks approach to like your your eyes snap to the perfect uh the perfect stat that's just like evident on the page and like the truth is that like that format this like grid that is basically a glorified spreadsheet that you're staring at is not like even the even the producers don't look at it that way they're looking at it through the commentator screen that you put up that is a more like desirable like highlights the typically significant stats like strikes sub uh sig strikes and um and can actually give them a little bit more context and info all in one column than our system is built for because our system is built not to like highlight those individual stats our system is built to bring about the stats that the producer and the stats producer are spotting in their layouts um as well as like all the other you know the milestones and the countdown clocks and the other sort of elements that are unrelated to live stats but are still related to our system being in time with the other systems of the broadcast. Uh, And all that comes down to engaging with the producer in the right moments and seeing when the moments are, which is hard and not, not consistent. Like it's, you just, you can't, if you're, if they are also out of sight most of the time, and even when they are visible in the apex, it's not always clear what they're doing because they are, like, picture what you're doing during an LED session, but you're also, like, in charge of all eight faces are people that you have to talk to, sometimes all at once because you have, like, the corners, and sometimes, or sometimes all at once, but also sometimes because you have, like, the corners, you only have to talk to, like, two of them. You're putting the talent spot out. You have to talk to just that those two faces and the rest of them you just say like some like throw up the uh the octagon uh background um it's it's a crude analogy but i do think there's there's something to be said for like if you think about how much talking you would have to do if ours wasn't an entirely button-based system um and think about how much the producers are talking and like how how much that would like stretch 
your attention span uh, into, you know, like, taut enough to be played like a guitar, uh, so there's that, but also just, like, socializing in a professional setting within that weird enigma of whether or not you can even be heard in the ears of the people you are talking directly into. And also, like, recognize you are often heard in the ears of people that you're talking to and not just, like, clogging the veins. Like, there's a shitty little dance that has to happen between brevity and necessity that, like, keeps you from being totally forgotten by people but also doesn't fucking get you... I mean, you're not going to get turned off by, like, the director or the producer. You have a direct line and they're not really in a in a situation where they can, like... For, for good reason, like, mute you for a night, but there's plenty of, uh, plenty of opportunity for people to just be like, all right, I'm going to add you to my, like, tuning, tuning shit out list because you're, you're always on this channel talking about things that aren't relevant when, like, my whole job right now is making my, my ears and my eyes and whatever work independently to, to make sure I'm, uh, aware of exactly what's going on like it's a it's a fucking it's a weird dance that only like live tv producers uh do exactly like exactly the way they do it but like is obviously also very similar to a lot of like you know you're on and then you're off type gigs like it's a it's high pressure for like tens of seconds and then pretty medium to low pressure most of the time so it's just about figuring out when to start doing your breathing exercises so you can handle the those pressure moments and and also how to how to avoid adding pressure unnecessarily to yourself or to the people you're working with um you know simple as that uh so i'm gonna go on a bike ride and I'm going to talk through some of these elements, but I'm going to stop talking for a minute here while I say goodbye to my cat and do some other things.
so good.
Alright, made it to the bike trail. Busy streets out here. It is, in fact, Lollapalooza weekend. So we're gonna see. Gonna see a lot of hustlers running through Chicago, locals and visitors alike. All right. Let's compare running the bug to riding a bike in a city. And granted, these are two, a comparison of two things I have not compared notes with any or many people on. So, my word for it. Right now I'm riding past the golf course. Having dragged my bike out of the bike room, which is absolutely awful at my place.
Okay. On your left. Excuse me. So when you're riding in a city, even on bike paths, there is a calculation between who's making the rules and who's allowed to break them. It's all about making sure everybody hears the important shit and they hear the important shit and they have their own bandwidth to be used on what their focus is. And so really, it's barely ever more than will the producer trust you not to fuck up. And it's tough because there's a lot of fuck up. Some broken glass up there, watch it. And that part of the city writer's gig is being on a different level of awareness over certain things and out of the loop on other things.
Alright, so comparing comparing riding a bike in a city to running the bug for UFC. Think about everybody who's who's got a job in the control room at UFC and grafted onto the amount of work they would have to put in if everything about their job was the same, but they couldn't, they had to physically scoot over, around, through to um, the people they ta otherwise talk to on headset. Every time someone had to tell the producer something, it required them to get up from their seat and as fast as was deemed necessary for the information being told, so probably not always fast. Sometimes it's chill updates. Sometimes it's insane updates, but either way, if you had to get up and go to every person and talk through them, I wanted you to picture that as a map. Picture that as a map. And imagine the physical traffic in a map of hallways. And who would be going a couple times and could walk chill? Who could, what part of your role is you have to sprint? What part of other people's role is to be literally in too many places at once for it to be possible? And I want you to take that map and imagine that depending on positions. Some people were important enough in the organization they could designate, essentially, designate the resources to be in a bunch of places at once. However, that's possible. And consider on some level the impact of, if you have to marshal a ton of resources to be heard by everybody, what that might mean for what amount of bandwidth is available to you in these hallways, how much people are rushing around all carrying the exact same message backwards, forwards, crossing each other, sometimes missing each other because they're running around trying to deliver another message to another someone and having to devote the, instead of physical energy of running down these hallways, devote the attention and just awareness 
of So anyway, yeah, people are expending a great deal of focus and energy across a tremendous amount of people, and you are, at best, a bike in a maze that is mostly made up of people on faster bikes, motorcycles, cars, all the, all the city makeup bits. Thank you. Alright. Went over some glass, got nervous, but I'm good.
Thanks, man. Imagining 
the physical manifestation of the, you know, the map of logistics and creative and live sport that have to mishmash together to turn UFC into a consumable television product, you've got yourself a map that has main roads, side roads, really manifestly is bigger than one can like hold in their head because there are pieces that moved, started moving 20, 30 years ago that are still moving, driving this whole fucking ecosystem. And it's better to remember that that's part of it than forget and think that there is no unfortunate mega entities, no semi-trucks pushing through your streets because their pathways are so worn down. Or the big ass F-150s that somebody else's money bought a bunch of people to chug through these cities at a at 60 miles an hour, not really knowing or caring about the people moving at slower paces. And then you've got the people who have to like come and go in little ways that are maximum inexpensive and self-aware enough not to get yourself injured. On your left. Found some boats.
So the analogy, <clears throat> the analogy's gotten kind of tired, but.
On your left.
On your left. On your left, thank you. On your left.
Excuse me.
On your left.
on your left. On your left.
Okay, Ian. So if riding the bug is like riding a bike in the city, it is having the ability to
I guess the simplest comparison is in both situations there are written down rules somewhere where they are feels slightly irrelevant because the written down rules are not the only rules thank you So there's a big chunk of the process that is just unnecessary. It just needs the experience more than there is any other option up until now. I would like to change that. Um, I'd like to do it in a way that makes everyone's lives better or easier, at least in small ways. For example, I am not sure what the legality of riding the wrong way on a one-way street is, but I know it's a thing enough people do that I don't worry about it. So long as I'm taking intersections safely and watching headlights, different than anyone, how anyone taught me to ride a bike. I had to figure it out by fucking around and getting real freaked out quite a few times. Finding limits, basically, to where you can go in a city and just leveling your expectations.
Okay, so in summary, the bug is a position with an unusual positioning within the organization. Um, you're not a concom person, which is what most of the non like pro everybody but producers like producers work for UFC full time staff. You, one could safely consider them your boss. 
um, because they have a UFC email address and are are like making calls on behalf of everybody. The director on down, all those crew members are concom. Almost all, I should say. But most of those crew members are concom. Um, and concom is a contracting sort of crewing organization for live broadcasts that because of the nature of live stuff, a lot of those skills are hard to come by, but the windows in which they're needed in a given place are really erratic. And so Concom is one of many crewing companies that finds like, oh, you need this, you know, your, your uh, international championship track and field event has way more broadcast bandwidth than like any other time in, except for an Olympics in like the track and field world. And so, you know, you, you got a lot more people working that crew than you have on say, or working on that crew that then turn around and do a different sport on a given week or have a different arrangement with a different, like a lot of, uh, I mean, Caprice, who, you know, a lot of her work used to be, um, outside of UFC was like, tennis but and golf i think some but then also she would do i think sometimes she would run graphics for like the new york morning shows or or like studio shows in the manhattan or like new york city area that um like good morning america still has like a huge graphics package to to use so uh all that to say that like most of our coworkers in the truck are concom workers which means that they're a contractor Joni um, is the essentially highest ranking concom on-site person when she's on site sometimes she's not but like Joni or like the con when you hear about the concom office all those things like that is those are the people who like uh, the graphics person Caprice, Brad, the directors, everybody is like technically clocking, supposed to be clocking in and out with Joni. They get transportation coordinated through Joni slash the ConCom office. Um, Like all of those, all of those things happen for them. And the reason they happen differently for us, and I'm now referring to the things like the stuff you've already experienced, like getting picked up places with a, you know, like being part of the the load in the same as like the fighters and the VIP people or whatever. Um, that is all because we are an extension, not of ConCom, but of a 3027 slash like the UFC main office. So we are like an offshoot of like in a department that is able to contract with people because we are contractors um, separate from ConCom because they're part of it. Like it's, it is a little bit of a, a shady way to increase the presence of people who are not under the concom contract. I won't, I won't say shady in a bad way so much as just shady in that. Like I, I simply, I would define shady in this way as like, I, I just don't know what the inner workings look like. They're not really made available to me in that way. And I'm not asking. So I'm, I'm sure that someone would venture to make some kind of explanation if I asked, but Suffice to say that that's a uh, 
That's a, a question that I don't have a, a good solid answer for other than like now we work with Prusik. So technically, you know, in addition to, in addition to the UFC stuff, any of those kinds of things, it all runs through Andrew's company, which then can function more directly as like a vendor, um, which is, I would say, a good insulation, but is all the same just like furthers this distance between us and the people we're working right next to in terms of sometimes they get communication that we don't, they're on email chains, they're in, they're in different depart departure schedules, their travel is probably getting processed slightly differently, and all those things are only ever so vaguely relevant in the scheme of actually doing the job. But I do feel like it's an important layer to be holding in your mind when when doing the job and things get shitty like who who is who is on whose side when things get shitty is a good and hard to come by piece of information um that ultimately does land a little bit along like the concom people look out for each other and not this i've i've never seen anybody like do do anything seriously fuck up worthy but when people do fuck up because it happens concom people have looked out for us in the past and we want concom people to look out for us when the when the bug takes a shit you want somebody to uh sorry when the bug takes a shit you want you know if you're rushing to fix it you want someone who can see you to be able to go like he's working on it or whatever um and, and it also just helps you to recognize the power structures at play within the control room, which is not necessarily a reflection of the power structures outside of the control room, like, but is somewhat, somewhat similar in that there are these like layers of like who's getting contracted, who is, who is an employee, how does, how does all that stuff actually impact the, the goings-on, um, and who to, who to bother, who to talk to. Um, who to go to on site for different things. Um, but a lot of that obviously is kind of a little bit more streamlined because we've figured it out with people and now you just have a, a document that says, go ask Paul. Um, oof. Um, sorry, I just read a headline about fucking Canadian wildfire, so pardon my ug. <sighs> um, so recognizing the power structure and then recognizing the downsides and upsides of where you fit in it. And this is where my very fucking tried bicycle analogy comes back. Hold on. Hello. Hi, who are you talking to? Mostly to myself. Oh, okay. Did the cat run out? No. I don't think so. Oh, okay. You just looked. I know. Because you were always scared? Check. I'm always shook. My shirt. Thanks. Did you give it a test ride? I did. How was it? It was good. What? I was trying to put sweat on. Sweaty butt? Sweaty butt on you. How was your day? A little busy. Uh, I found out somebody else is leaving cabs. Who's that? Steve, the train director. You know him. Yeah. Where's Steve going? 